Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's Monday. Yesterday was my birthday, so you all are spending, well, my after birthday with me. And I'm so excited because today I have not one, but two USA Today bestsellers on with me, Bianca Dark and Anna Lowe. And we all met, um, well, Anna and I met doing um, book lights. And we thought, since we both wrote shifters, it would be so fun to do a box set together. And we got a couple of our other shifter friends who all write shifters in the Southwest in Arizona. And we put together this box set called Southwest Shifters. So we thought it would be fun to get back together and do a book light show and talk about it with you guys. It's a free set, so you can grab it right now. And, uh, oh, and here's Bianca just got here too. So this is also an international show because Anna is over in Europe. Bianca is in New York and I am out in San Diego. So anyway, it's going to be an exciting show. If you've never read Bianca or Anna, I'm going to their short bios for you right now. So Bianca Dark started her professional life running a laboratory. After grad school, she started to climb the corporate ladder in the shark-infested streets of lower Manhattan. She now writes full-time and loves it more than anything, though she'll always miss her first love, her laboratory. And I did put a link to Bianca's website right there on Blog Talk, so you can click that anytime and go sign up for her newsletter. And on to Anna. Anna Lowe loves putting the hero back into heroin and letting location ignite a passionate romance. If she's not hunched over her laptop working on her latest story, you'll find her hiking the mountains or biking country roads. Either way, the day, the day will end with a chunk of dark chocolate and a good read. You can find out more at her website, which I also put right there on the Blog Talk site, so you can click that anytime and sign up for Anna's newsletter. I think both you get some freebies, and there is a link to my website there as well, so you can check it out and sign up for my newsletter and see what we're up to. So, Bianca, you're here now too, right? I'm here. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I hope you can Good hear to me. Hear you. I do hear you. <laughs> and Anna, you're all the way over there in Germany, right? Yes, and happy birthday. Well, belated happy birthday. I didn't know that. Congratulations. I thank you. Yeah, I made it another year through pandemic birthday. <laughs> I had one of those earlier this year and they're not like other years. Let's put it that way. <laughs> happy birthday, Lisa. Right. Thank you, Bianca. <laughs> so um, while I've got you guys here, I thought um, maybe each of us could tell the readers about the book that's in the Southwest Shifters set and what they're, what series they're going to be jumping into. I think we all did series starters, right? Do you want to go first, Anna? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, my book in the Southwest Shifters box set is uh, Desert Hunt. It is, um, it's part of my Twin Moon Ranch series, um, which is pretty obvious. It's set on a ranch in the desert southwest, inspired by a ranch that I lived and worked on for a few years. Um, and I, I'm actually from the East Coast, and moving to Arizona just blew me away. It was just such incredible scenery, um, so different and so exciting in so many ways that I thought it would be the perfect evocative setting for shifters with a, you know, a little edgy, a little dangerous. Um, so I sat, it's the first series I wrote, um, 
And uh, yeah, Desert Hunt is actually, even though it's the pre prequel to the series, in other words, it, it's a full-length prequel, I actually wrote the first three books, one, two, and three. It's a little bit like Star Wars. <laughs> I wrote books one, two, and three, and published them. And then I went back and said, you know, wait a minute. I never explained how Zach got there, character Zach. So I kind of backed up and wrote a full-length novel that's a pre prequel to the series that kind of sets it up. Um, so that is Desert Hunt. Do you have the ranch in your book, like similar to the one where you work? Is there a ranch? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, uh, you could almost put a one-to-one blueprint um, <laughs> on uh, how you get there, uh, what it's set up like. Um, yeah, uh, the ranch had a, like a central kind of um, entry, has a, has, a, has a gate, like many Western ranches do, with a symbol hanging down um, of the brand, the ranch brand. So I just substituted the twin moon, uh, the two overlapping circles. Uh, as the brand, but basically the buildings are the same. Um, the landscape is 100% the same. Just I changed the people. <laughs> now they can change the roles <laughs> and, and other supernatural creatures. Um, but it, I just fell in love with the place in every way. And uh, yeah, I think that comes through in the story. A lot of, almost every one of the books uh, are the woman coming from the outside, coming in very much as I came in and fell, fell in love with the ranch. Um, Sadly, I did not fall in love with a hot shifter. Didn't happen. Um, but everything else and every what? other way. It was a wonderful couple of years that I spent there, and that really inspired the setting. And once you have something like that, it feels so easy to put characters in there, and then boom, one thing leads to another, leads to another. And you've got not just a story, but a whole kind of like a family dynasty and how that develops over time. I love it. So, Bianca, you have a different kind of shifter in your book in Southwest Shifters. It's called Phoenix Rising, right? You want to tell everybody about it? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, this was my, well, not my first experiment, but the first experiment with a Phoenix shifter. It's sort of mythical shifters. I've been writing the same um, basic series, Tales of the Weir, since about 2006. And I have different sort of offshoots from it and I've had dragons and I've had uh, mermaids now in Grizzly Cove and uh, this was a a new yeah I I figured I'm on the ocean what you know makes sense but um, (laughs) so I I decided let me try some more of this mythical shifter stuff um, but let me do it in a separate series that's a the world it's particularly part of Grizzly Cove because um this is the, the book that's in Southwest Shifters is Phoenix Rising. It's the first one. Uh, the, the hero is a phoenix. He doesn't know that he's a phoenix, and he's figuring it out. And, but he's got this attraction to the sun. So um, <laughs> it, it was kind of an experiment when it started, and it just it kept going from there. And then I brought in a werewolf in the second book, and the third book brings in a dragon that we first met in Grizzly Cove. So there, my series are all kind of intertwined at this point. Um, there's, I would call this like a sub-series. So you can enter from this point if you want, if you've never read any of them. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, like I say, it's a mythical thing. Some people don't really like mythicals. Some people do. I just thought I'd uh, give it a try. Oh, I love it. And the, the yearning for the sun makes the desert setting perfect, right? Oh, well, it, 
maybe it's just laziness on my point, my part, but um, <laughs> I thought he's a phoenix. Why not be in Phoenix, right? <laughs> You're right. I think it's cute. <laughs> I'm glad you do. I thought so, so too. I've, you know, I've, I'm from New York, of course, but I've done a lot of traveling and I've spent time all pretty much all over the U.S. And uh, the desert and I don't get along because my skin dries up and my eyes go red from the, you know, the dry heat. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, I, I like to use that, that experience in some of my books. Yeah, I love that. So, um, so my book in Southwest Shifters is The Lone Wolf's Wish, and it's a prequel to the Sedona Pack series. I had written a series before that, the moon series that was set in Reno, Nevada. And in the seventh book of that series, you meet this other pack in Sedona. And I left them in total disarray. We had killed their alpha. They were just a mess. And I finished off the other series and I left the poor Sedona pack a mess. So I thought, oh my gosh, it's perfect for a spinoff because I can fix this pack one at a time. So, um, but in order to do that, I I needed a little kind of a bridge to go between the series because I had blown up the bad guy at the end of the Moon series. So I needed to bridge, you know, who might be the bad guy for this new series. So that's the Lone Wolf's Wish, and it gives you a little peek into what's happening with the Sedona Pack and also who is rising up. Um, from the ashes of Nero. So it was super fun to write because it also takes place at Christmas time. It is my only holiday romance ever. <laughs> so it was so fun. Hot chocolate, Santa. Anyway, it's all it's all in there. Um, you can read it any time of year, obviously, but um, I hope that it will give everybody a little tease into the Sedona pack and what's cooking and um, lead you into the rest of the series. But the cool thing about the Lone Wolf's Wish and the whole Sedona pack is that it's my first wolf pack that has um, a bunch of diverse shifters. So I have some skinwalkers and I have bitten wolves who weren't, you know, they weren't born a werewolf, but they got bitten because of this bad evil pack. And so anyway, it gives me a lot more um, to play with. So I'm really enjoying writing it and I hope that everyone will enjoy reading it as well and our set the southwest shifters also has a fourth book in it guardian wolf by jk harper and sadly she couldn't be on with us today but i just wanted everybody to know that there's actually four books in there and right now it's free so um, run and grab it and it's on all platforms so you can jump into all these series and um you know, kind of test them out and see what you like and hopefully um, find lots of new books to read while we're all locked down. <laughs> so I also wanted to ask everybody, um, because my my book in this series is uh, Second Chance Romance. So his, his uh, girlfriend in high school had suddenly disappeared and dropped off the grid and he never found her. And then he stumbles on her when he's coming back for revenge for his pack and finds her again. So that was really fun for me. I don't write a lot of second chance romances. So that was, that was really fun. Can um, Anna, can you tell us what's, what's your trope and your desert hunt? Yeah, um, that's so funny you say that because actually I write a lot of second chance romance. Um, this is not one of them, <laughs> um, but I think it's because 
Bobby and I actually had uh, are kind of a second chancer uh, couple. So I think that uh, it speaks oh, to me for that it. reason. Yeah, we kind of were together, and then we thought, uh, yeah, it was just it's a geography, a lot of things got in the way. And, uh, yeah, but then we couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I like you know, I think it makes for a stronger relationship in the end, um, at least. Yeah. But Desert Hunt is not one of those stories, unlike many of my others. <laughs> um, the Desert Hunt is interesting. I was actually invited to take part in a different box set a couple of years ago, and the theme was Hunt. And I was in the middle of writing my, my Twin Moon series, and I had this character, Zach, um, who was kind of on the fringes, and I thought, and I Sometimes all it takes is a one-word prompt, um, and your mind starts spinning. And, and that uh, had me introduce Ray, uh, a girl, who a young woman, who is the mistress of the hunt. I kind of invented this kind of mythical figure who leads the wolf, <laughs> who leads the wolf pack in, um, in hunting. However, they're not hunting to kill, so she will track down, for example, like endangered species, and actually force them to go where they need to go, like into a protected area or where there's others of her kind or his kind um, to create a stronger herd or whatever needs to be done that way. So I kind of twisted the notion of a hunt um, and made her this kind of mythical figure that she wants to hide that she has this power because powerful packs would want to uh, kind of harness that and abuse that if they got her kind of under their control. Um, so she at first isn't sure she's happy to be on Twin Moon Ranch. Um, but uh, as things go, it works out very well for her and Zach, <laughs> who is a coyote. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he's kind of uh, kind of always been an outsider. He rides a motorcycle, and um, I love that too, that, that idea of riding through the desert at night on a motorcycle, no helmet. I wouldn't do that in real life, but in my books I get to do it. You know, that feeling of the through your hair, <laughs> right? With a guy on the front, and you're hanging on in the back. But Ray gets the motorcycle at, at times too, and she's the one driving it. I like that too. So yeah, it's funny how it developed, right? and and I realized, oh, that fits in. I can fit that in. I can go back and put that at the beginning of the series. Oh, I love it. And so yours kind of starts out like maybe enemies to lovers, right? Um, it, they. I, Yes and no. Um, they are attracted from the very beginning, and he's not an enemy, but she's not unsure. She's not sure how his pack is going to treat her. And he has the unsteady. He's grown up with as best friends with the pack alpha or the designated pack alpha, so the alpha's son, who's a great guy, but his dad, who's actually the alpha, is is, is a jerk. <laughs> you know, kind of like old style, <laughs> traditional, you know, lead through suppression kind of thing. Um, so the idea is that that pack alpha has brought Ray in and, and thinking she, he can get him together with his son and therefore have a very powerful leading couple, but she wants no part of that. The son wants no part of that because he's in love with somebody else. <laughs> and Zach doesn't want that to happen because he wants her for himself. So it all works out in the end, but of course, uh, it's not an easy road to getting there. Oh, I love it. Sounds great. And uh, Bianca, what is your trope for Phoenix Rising? Yeah, so it's funny. You should have talked about uh, how your story is. Uh, mine is, again, people mm-hmm. who knew each other in high school. 
and they're reunited. Oh my gosh. And um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? That is. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I love it. You know, she runs. She her car breaks down, and she knows about magic, and suddenly senses all this magic about this guy who's who has no idea that he's a phoenix. And um, they sort of get together, and she helps him through this whole uh, discovery process and the bad guys who are after his power, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like um, I wouldn't say that they it's that second chance exactly because they weren't together in high school. They knew each other, but they weren't a couple. So um, it's kind of like an old flame, well, not an old flame, maybe an old friend type thing. Um, I'm I'm really bad with the tropes because I don't consciously I, try to write them. <laughs> I know, right? Right. It's sometimes it's hard to put it's hard to put them in a box. But sounds like maybe yeah. a little fish out of water too because he doesn't know he's magic and she's helping him. Yeah, yeah, and and he figures it out, and it turns out he's incredibly powerful. You know that attracts danger because people are after his power, and so she helps him navigate that sort of dangerous path and then he discovers that unbeknownst to him everyone who's uh, working for him he owns a, um, a sort of a, uh, fancy car uh, restoration uh, place everyone who works for him are shifters and he learns this after the fact they've just sort of naturally <laughs> congregated around him because he's so powerful um, so it's, it's funny. There's like bears who work for him and werewolves and the, the bears run the paint shop and the werewolves run the mechanical <laughs> section. And it's just a crazy mishmash and it's, it's fun. I love it. Is the tone of the Grizzly Coast Cove series, is it kind of funny and light or is it, or is it, you know, serious and dangerous? <laughs> Yeah, so Grizzly Cove started because I had just written this big, giant, you know, battle scene where everything came to a head in the last of the Redstone Clan series um, of books. There were five books for five brothers, and they were all cougar shifters in, um, in and around Las Vegas. And uh, I was a little wrung out from writing that because it was like this giant battle scene and everything, you know, was coming to a head. and. It just after that, I said, you know what, I'm going to write something fun. So I started with Grizzly Cove, didn't intend to, to, for it to become what it became, but um, the first three books are very light. It's about a, a group of bear shifters who have retired from the army, and they want to set up their own town, and they decide to um, <laughs> masquerade as an <laughs> artist colony. So there's like one guy has to carve bears with chainsaws, another guy's painting, you know, but they're all like, what are we doing? You know, so um, it starts out kind of lighthearted. And then, of course, it's me. So the bad guys have to come and there's going to be, you know, the battle for good and evil. And um, so now right. they're, it's gotten a little more, um, it's gotten a little more serious, but there's still the lighthearted moment. I wouldn't say funny because I, I don't it. really write humor. Yeah. Right. But it has light moments. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. The, the sheriff is the guy who carves the bears with the chainsaws. And they, they, um, and he the is whole a bear? Town, the run, yeah, he's a bear shifter. And the whole running <laughs> joke is that he only does self-portraits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I while I've got you guys here. Right. It sounds like all. Sorry, I, it sounds like all of us have. Um, but I, what, what, I'm trying to remember the name of um, Garrison Keeler's radio show, Prairie Home Companion. 
where he's Very got companion. Yeah. whole uh, fictional community that in such <laughs> incredible and he'll play out first this character and the other. And I, I think all of our worlds, it sounds like we all have that too. Like you might start with one idea with one character and one area, but it soon spins into a whole community with these funny, quirky characters. And, uh, and as Bianca said, the, the different shifters with their funny, different personalities. And it's really fun. Yeah, I think Yeah, and this kind of leads into my next question because oftentimes people ask, you know, why do you enjoy writing shifters? And for me, it's the pack, it's the family, it's knowing that somebody always has your back, even if they don't agree with the decision you made, you know, nobody gets to beat you up with them. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's having that community, at least that's what it is for me. What, um, Anna, what drew you to writing shifters? Um, I think, uh, I started with, with wolf shifters because I, I just love dogs and canines. <laughs> and I guess as a kid, you know, I, one of the books I loved was, um, oh gosh, Jack London, Call of the Wild. Um, and just kind of picturing, you know, what it would be like to, to not be a human, but to be an animal. And I just love this whole concept of a, of a shifter. Um, and uh, yeah, I, and but it's, as through time, it's um, what I love about writing shifters it just kind of happened by itself. You can represent a lot of things through shifters without, um, uh, without being too obvious about it. Um, and my books are not about lecturing people on how to live or politics or anything else, but I find that I subliminally get inspiration by, of current events. So I have, I have had actually the Twin Moon Ranch not, series, not so much, but the following series is called the Blue Moon Saloon. It's a spinoff of, of bear shifters who run a saloon that they rent the property actually from the Twin Moon shifters. Um, and that premise is very much um, uh, hate between the different species uh, that they're well, um, that they're like purists who are like no bears have to stay with bears and wolves have to be with wolves and um, and those are the bad guys kind of so I find a lot of the real world kind of creeping into my stories um, and kind of playing out in a shifter way um, so it might not be races human different races of humans right. getting along and along, but it's, uh, I guess it, it's a mirror on the world in some ways. Um, so that's one thing that's maybe the heavier side of what shifters can do, or what you can do with shifters, but it's also a lot of fun. And Bianca with her bears, her artist bears made me laugh. Just, I love, <laughs> as time has gone on, my first series is um, Twin Moon started with just wolves and one coyote, but then I got a boar shifter in there, and then a boar, as in wild <laughs> Avelina pig, um, and uh, the bears, and they all kind of like it's so fun to set them up um, where they're rolling in their eyes, like God, why is the bear so slow? He always thinks before he speaks. You know, you've got the impatient mountain lion kind of tapping his fingers on the table, going, "Okay, let's go," and it really lends itself to that too. So over time, I've, I've kind of mixed my shifter types more and more, um, and it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and Bianca, why shifters for you? Sort of that subliminal messaging thing there. You know, you can, um, for me, it was the fact that different animals represent different qualities or traits, like um, wolves would be more loyal to each other, uh, fidelity, loyalty, these things that are sort of intangible but so important. 
Um, the bears mm-hmm. are a little different. They're more fun-loving, and they also are very serious at times. They're sort of a paradox. They're loners, and yet they stuck together in this group uh, to form this community. They're very strong, the strength of their characters. These things appeal to me, you know, because, you know, when you're looking around at people today, um, you don't always see that sort of honor, faith, loyalty. Um, it's not obvious, you know. Um, I see it in right. my family members. You know, my dad's a World War II vet. And I look at him and I say, oh, this is a guy who will never lie. He never cheats. He's so, he's as honest as the day is long, as they used to say. And I've never <laughs> found a guy like dear old dad. So um, I guess these, these are the ideals that I go for. And, um, and also, I like to bring out the different kinds of shifters and the different character traits um, that you would find in the animals kind of showing up in the, in the people. And so the bears are sitting there on the cove of Washington state that I made up and suddenly a bunch of mermaids show up. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's fun. You can mix and match. I think as Anna was saying, you can, you can bring in all these different kinds of shifters and show how they're the same and yet how they differ. And um, I, I just really mermaids enjoy the party. whole concept. Sorry about that. Are the mermaids party girls or what, what are the characteristics of the mermaids? No, they're, <laughs> They're badass. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I could say that. Oh, the I air, love but it. They are, um, yeah, you can. <laughs> they're like warriors. The, the group that finds the cove is under attack, and they're a hunting party. That um, oh. They're like warrior women kind of uh, uh, thing. And they will show up, and then they bring the rest of their uh, – it's a merpod. It's a group of, uh, you know, a collection of families. And they're under attack in the open ocean, so they come into the cove for um, for safety. And the bears welcome them as, you know, magical refugees kind of thing. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> that is. And I also, on the flip side of shifters, is I, I usually write two series at the same time, and it's one shifters and one not. And every once in a while, <laughs> I when I get to write the other series where it's not shifters, I catch myself going, oh, I finally don't have to worry about what everything smells like because when I'm writing shifters and they have these heightened senses, my editor's always going, wouldn't he have smelled this guy? I'm like, dang it. (laughs) So do you guys ever find yourself going, shoot, why are these guys so strong? (laughs) My big problem is that I forget to um, describe what people look like. Because to me, like the, I never looked at the covers of books because they could never match up to what my imagination provided as to what the hero looked like or the heroine looked like. So my editor's always saying, hey, what do they look like? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> what about you, Anna? Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I guess I don't have that. I find myself jealous in real life that I can't shift and fly off or lope off into the forest. And, <laughs> you know, the longer I write, it's terrible. I'll be, wherever I'll be, I'll be like, oh my God, this would be the best place to do this. To, you know, you could hide here and shift quickly and run over there and, or you could soar over the city. <laughs> I have a new series that's set in Europe. It's called Fire Maidens, and and uh, one of the uh, one of the books is in um, is uh, Fire Maidens Portugal, and it starts off in Lisbon. And I don't know if you've been in Lisbon, but they have these beautiful cobbled streets with um, geometric designs, 
And of course, if you saw them from the air, you know, they're, that's when you can really appreciate them as opposed to just at foot level when you're walking over them because it just seems like mm-hmm. a lot of cops. Um, so I find myself always kind of taking like a dragon's eye view or a bear's eye view or, <laughs> or yeah, just listening in or smelling, as you said. I actually took a walk with a friend um, and we were walking around the lake and we just both stopped and looked for a minute. And, and I just made a comment about, oh, it's so nice. You can hear the water and you can hear the water flowing and you can hear the church bell over there. And, and she said, oh my gosh, you're really tuned in. Um, and it's, I, I think writing about shifters has actually done that for me because I think I, I use these other senses more because I, I need to kind of report on them, so to speak, in my writing. Um, so, I, I've, so you've got maybe, heightened senses. <laughs> I probably not like I can't perceive like much as I like to, but I'm more aware of what I can, what I can smell, and what I can hear, and so on. I'm I make more use of it I think than I did before. Oh, I love it. Well, we're rapidly running out of time, um, but this was so fun, you guys. Thank you for doing this. Um, Everybody who is interested, the box set is called Southwest Shifters, and it's four books, and it's free right now on all the platforms. So run and grab that and and sink yourself into some fantastic paranormal shifters. And they're all set in the desert southwest, so summertime is the perfect time to read that. And uh, do you guys have any giveaways going that um, people should swing by your website or Facebook or anything? Uh, well, I have, I'll just answer quick. Go ahead, sorry. I yeah, have, you go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. I have my uh, Dragon Knights, the first three um, books, volume one. It's an anthology. It's free right now, so grab it while you can. It's um, an epic fantasy menage uh, or reverse harem, I guess is what they call it now. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> No worries. All right. Yeah, I have three free stories and two free audiobooks on my website, analogbooks.com. And two days from now, depending on people listening, what is that? August 12th to 16th, Fire Made in Paris, the first book of that other series set in Europe, is free. Um, And free is also a great way to get the audio at a discount. Um, So just a tip there, whether you're hearing this now or at a later date, if you see a free book and you're interested in audio, it's a great way. Get that free book, and then Amazon gives you a discount on the audio. Oh, that is such a good point. And for me, I have um, one of the books of the Muse Chronicles, Dance of the Heart, is free just this week only, and Sedona Sin, the first book after the one in this set, um, is only 99 cents for my birthday. So you got two more days to grab that for 99 cents. So. Thanks so much, Anna and Bianca, for being on with me today. It was so great chatting with you, and I love being in this box set with you. It's been really fun. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks very much. See you guys later. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.